Why do I cook? Well, why do you cook? Why do people cook? Out of necessity, of course, but tradition, think, think of kids or grandkids being in the kitchen with their parents or their grandparents, passing down traditions. Um, people cook for money. We like to go to restaurants. Someone has to cook our food for us. Um, celebrity chefs. I hope they like cooking, um, but I'm sure some people fall in with the fame of it. I'm not sure how easy it is to become a celebrity chef, though. Why do people cook? So, why do I cook? I grew up in a house where going out to eat was a special occasion, so my mom cooked majority of the nights of the week. And when she wasn't cooking, it was usually leftovers. The only times we went out to eat were usually for someone's birthday and for breakfast after church when I was younger. And then my sister cooked. So sometimes you want to be like your siblings. And I liked the thought of cooking because my big sister did it. And I didn't get a ton of invitations to cook with my mom and my sister. But I remember the one thing that kind of got the whole gang together was making homemade breadsticks. Because once you mixed the dough and it rose and whatever, you had to roll them out. So we all got sat down at the table and the big ball of dough was portioned out into little dough balls and then you used your hands and you pushed it out into a dough snake, a dough rope. And then sometimes you would get sesame seeds or poppy seeds and you would roll your breadstick in the seeds and then you'd bake them. But I didn't really get into cooking until it was kind of a necessity. So there was a summer where I was at home and my mom wasn't able to be on her feet and my dad worked during the day. So I was the only person home who could cook. So that was kind of exciting because I could experiment and try out new recipes and make things that weren't normally made in my house for meals. And so one of the first new items that I remember cooking was ribs. So pork wasn't a big thing in my house, but I wanted to make ribs. So went to the store, decided between baby back and St. Louis, whichever one was meatier, I'm pretty sure is the one we ended up getting. And I made a dry rub and it had paprika and a little bit of cayenne and probably some garlic powder and onion powder and salt, maybe a little bit of pepper. I don't remember the recipe exactly. I only made it that one time. So we did a dry rub 
and then we grilled them. And then they came in, we all sat down to eat. I'm pretty sure my dad was the first person to say something. He, I think he noted how spicy they were. And so I think, I don't know if it was my mom or my dad asked what was on them. And so I told them and my mom told me to go grab the bottle of paprika that I used. So I went and grabbed it and I brought it back to her and turns out (laughs) it was not, it was not paprika. And the recipe called for like three tablespoons of paprika, but I hadn't used three tablespoons of paprika. I'd used three tablespoons of cayenne pepper. (laughs) So let's just say those ribs were spicy. I don't remember what we did to remedy that. I think we were able to power through and eat them for the most part. <laughs> but that was one of the first big <laughs> first big mistakes that I made in the kitchen. But it wasn't all mistakes. I found some really good recipes. Um, I grew up watching the Food Network with my mom and one of my favorite celebrity chefs was Ina Garten. And then one of my sisters, I don't know if I could say favorite celebrity chefs, she enjoyed Elton Brown's show called Good Eats. Now he's come back and done like a a revamping of it, Um, but the original Good Eats, he got into like the science behind the ingredients and the methods and the cooking And then I would use like the Food Network website to search for recipes. Um, And so some of the good recipes that came out of my kitchen adventures included chicken pot pie. I remember it was one evening, I'm pretty sure it was just me and my dad were home. And I remember being at school in high school looking for recipes and I'm like chicken pot pie even though I knew like we didn't make chicken pot pie it wasn't a dinner for us in my family Um, but I wanted to make it and it was a little different it didn't have a pie crust it just had like a biscuit on top homemade biscuit so I came home and he graciously waited for me to cook cook supper I'm sure we ate like way later than our normal supper time. Um, But he ended up really liking it and I ended up really liking it. So it's one of those recipes that I have printed out and it's in a binder and I make at least once a year. It's It's a staple for me. Another recipe that I found that was a big hit was pretzel rolls. So it's, you're probably familiar with them. It's basically like you think of pretzel bites that you can get different places, but big pretzel rolls. I've, I know some restaurants offer burgers on pretzel rolls. I know at the grocery store now you can probably buy pretzel rolls, but this was before those days or before I knew they were a thing. I made homemade pretzel rolls and they took up like a full afternoon for me on the weekend to make, but first time I made them I made them because we were having soup that night so I made them to go along with the soup 
and they were a big hit with the family. You have that legitimate pretzel-y crust on the outside with the big salt pieces, and then you have a nice roll on the inside. Very tasty. And then another recipe that for breakfast that I remember a year or two ago I was home and I asked what everyone wanted for breakfast on the it was a holiday I'm pretty sure so I'm like what kind of what do you want like uh, for a special breakfast and they're like pumpkin pancakes <laughs> and I'm like those aren't special I used to make those like every week or every other weekend but it was a big hit pumpkin pancakes and now they're this was at least this was more than five years ago that I started making these. So this was before like pumpkin pancakes was a fad at restaurants in the fall. They're a staple at my house. So why do I cook? So it's not just savory meal stuff. It's also desserts. Um, one, one dessert that was so tasty, but I haven't made since high school was Boston cream pie cupcakes. And they took, they're not a quick dessert to make because you have to make your cupcakes and then you make the cream filling on the inside. So then you have to like cut your cupcake in half cause that's how mine were. And you've put filling on the inside and then you have to make the ganache and then you dip the top of your cupcake into the ganache. 100% worth it though, they were so tasty. Um, but there were just so many recipes that like Pinterest was my best friend. You just see those gorgeous pictures of food on Pinterest and you're like, I want to make that. That looks so good. And then just personally, some joy that comes from making things and being able to share them with the people that you like and they like the food that you made. Ah, it's a little bit of a happy chemical that gets released in my brain when it's like success and successfully made something that other people like, not just me. Why do I cook? There's also an element of control. Like um, when you're growing up, like you eat what your parents have in the house. You eat what your parents feed you. And then when you are able to cook, you can create all these new and different and tasty foods. And if you end up not liking what you made, it's on you, it's on no one else. But if you really like what you made, you can be like, oh, I made this, I made, I did this for my, all on my own. And on the health side of it, health food doesn't healthy food, more nutrient-dense food, kind of has the stigma of not being as healthy and, or not being as tasty. And to an extent, yes, because if you get salty or sugary, fatty foods, of course those are going to taste good. Salt and sugar and fat are just delicious. Our, Our taste buds love those but in moderation, like too much salt, too much sugar, too much unhealthy fat can have a negative impact on our body. So being able to control those and maybe try new recipes that are more nutrient dense 
and being able to find delicious recipes for snacks and desserts and meals that taste really good, whereas you may not have thought that they could taste that good. So for example, just a couple weeks ago, I was like, I need, I need to make a vegetable for this meal because there's no vegetables in this meal. And I wanted something quick. I didn't have a lot of time and I wanted a warm vegetable. So I had some frozen broccoli in the freezer and I was like, I don't want just plain frozen broccoli, like steamed or whatever. So what I ended up doing is I put a couple tablespoons of light olive oil in my frying pan, put a couple cups of the frozen chopped broccoli into the hot oil. Then I sprinkled on some salt and some pepper and then a bunch of garlic powder and onion powder. And I let that cook on medium, it was medium or maybe a little higher than medium heat because I wanted the broccoli to brown, not just thaw and warm up, but I wanted it to brown. And I did that and at the very end, I sprinkled on three to four tablespoons of shredded Parmesan cheese. And let me tell you, <laughs> I am not a person who is good at making up my own recipes. I am a recipe follower in my past experiences. Me making up a recipe has always been a little disappointing, but this broccoli was so tasty. I have to write it down. I'm glad I can remember it now, but I need to write it down so that I can do it again in the future was so good so it beat my expectations especially for someone who's willing to settle for subpar tasting food as long as it's nutrient dense and no one really wants that people want their food to taste good so cooking has been a journey just trying out new recipes being able to share the food I make with other people being able to learn as I go, being able to have a YouTube channel where I can share recipes and how to make them with people who are looking for them, being able to talk about culinary topics with you guys on this podcast, even though I have to look up a lot of information for really specific topics on this podcast. I think it's beneficial for me just learning and it can be fun and it's fun to be able to share it with you or whomever's listening and give them a little bit of hopefully some entertainment but also just education whether it be on the main types of kitchen knives and what they're good for using, um, the different fancy coffee drinks and what's in them and why they're called what they're called. So that's why I cook. Also plainly to feed myself, but it's eating is something that we as humans have to do. And I'm grateful that I've been able to find joy in cooking and in baking and I love getting opportunities to cook and bake with other people who like to cook and bake. 
and share recipes and get recipes. Just, just this past weekend, I had last, a week or two ago, I had brought cookies into work and I made them with gluten-free flour just because I was sending some to a loved one who has a gluten intolerance and then I just ended up bringing the rest to work. And there's someone at work who has celiac disease. And so I told them, I'm like, hey, I made cookies and I made them with gluten-free flour. So just if you want them, they're there. And they ended up emailing me this weekend asking if I'd be willing to share the recipe so that they could make them and bring them to their Thanksgiving dinner. And I was like, absolutely. Like, sometimes people keep recipes secret and that's great if you're trying to capitalize on that. Um, but for me, I like being able to share recipes. So yeah. And to go along with liking cooking, going to the grocery store is like going on an adventure. So if you like cooking, if you like cooking, there's a good chance you like going to the grocery store. But if you like to cook or if you like to bake and you're listening on YouTube right now, drop me a comment and tell me why you like to cook or why you like to bake or both. And if you're listening on podcast, I would love it if you would rate and review the show. If you're listening on a platform where you can leave a comment, go ahead and leave me a comment. If you like to cook or bake, I'd love to know why you like to do that. What got you in to the kitchen and why did you stay? Thanks so much for listening. If you're on YouTube and you liked this episode, go ahead and give this a thumbs up. Hit that like button. Subscribe if you'd like to hear more from me. If you're listening on podcast, hit that follow if you'd like to hear more from me. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.